name is Rob, and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. We pick back up with Jake's story as he shares how he ultimately proposed to his then-girlfriend, now-wife, Maddie, and then shares the bittersweet story of the joy associated with planning a wedding while at the same time he and Maddie mourn the tragic and unexpected loss of a loved one. Maddie's mom. Finally, Jake shares his current state in life and both the joys and challenges of being a husband, a father, and a Christ follower, and how his faith life and walk with Christ has been an integral part of his story over the past few years. If you enjoyed the first part of Jake's story, I think you'll enjoy the second part even more. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. Um, so let's talk about that. It's your next season of life. Post school, you've got the career, job, uh, marriage. Um, how did you eventually end up landing the job that you have now? And how did you end up proposing to Maddie? Yeah, good question. So 2017 was when we, Maddie and I both graduated. I was there for my fifth year of, of college at Rockhurst. She was, she's, she's a year younger, so. The, the timing worked out and she's from Iowa. So she, we kind of had a decision to make. It's like, hmm. she going to go back to Iowa? Is she going to move here? So she ended up moving back to Iowa for a little bit. And we did a long distance that summer, um, summer of 2017. And um, we just kind of got to a point. It's like, you know, are we going to continue doing this? Are we, what are we doing? So I think, um, my mom really helped out and she's like, Hey, you know, if she wants a place to stay, she can stay at, at our yeah, house. And I was living is. at home. Yeah. And, um, so that was, a. she ended up moving to St. Louis and, um, keep in mind this during this time, it's like, we're still trying to figure things out. We're still trying to, you know, be convicted by God. Yep. God's convicting us through all this. And through 2017, she moves here, gets a job. I had a job lined up right after, uh, right after college with an accounting firm, Reuben Brown and Mm -hmm. great, great firm. And, uh, had some, had a great, great time when I was with them. And, um, so I had a stable, stable job. Maddie moves here without a job from Iowa. So what a, you know, kudos to her. What a, what a risky, you know, and rewarding move it ended up being, um, and this is she moves here without you having officially proposed to her yet, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So just, that is a she's just my girlfriend at the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, so it's not like she had a ring on her finger and yeah. it's like, oh yeah. yeah. So I think uh, you know, looking back, God orchestrated all of this, and yeah. and uh, it's pretty amazing to look back on. Um, so she gets a job, um, you know, during those. 2017 into 2018, a lot of those convictions, a lot of hard times, you know, difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, man, it's just like, we're in 2018 now. She's like, what, are, you know, are you going to, you going to propose to me? Ever? <laughs> She's like, what, what are we doing? I moved here. What's, what's going on? So then we, uh, we started getting plugged into, um, the crossing. Um, I remember the first quarter life event we went to, we were still not, uh, engaged and we're she's talking to all of these new girlfriends she's like yeah he's he won't even put a ring on my finger yet and he's like dragging his feet and um so yeah we began to get plugged in and uh went down to watermark church and that's down in dallas 
and uh, that's where Jimmy Martin comes into the story and and uh, uh, really pours into us and and kind of you know for me. So this I was, was in a dating relationship again before mm-hmm. you're actually engaged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so we went down to Dallas together, stayed with Jimmy, and uh, uh, poured into us. Showed us what a biblical marriage looks like. Him and his wife, they're, mm. they're amazing people. Yeah. Um, and then went to the, the seminar and, again, just getting poured into the whole weekend. And I think at, at that point, we were both like, okay, you know, I think this is something that God wants us in. We're, we seem to be compatible. You know, we're, we love each other. We've, we've gotten rid of the, the impurities, mm-hmm. you know, the the drunkenness, the sex. And I think we're looking at this with a clear mind. So mm-hmm. like, okay, let's, let's do this batter up. And so that meant I had to go get a ring and we're, uh, and, uh, and so for the proposal, we'll go into that if, if you want to yeah, do that. Yeah, do so, it, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I, you know, obviously we went back to Iowa that summer. It's this, this is in 2018 and, uh, asked her, mm-hmm. asked her parents, mm-hmm. um, Started with her dad, and but Maddie warned me. She's like, "You got to ask my mom. She needs to be involved." And she has, a, she had a very uh, close relationship with her mom, and um, yeah, overwhelming yes yeah. from from both of them. And, and uh, Diane, who uh, is Maddie's mom, she started you know crying at the at the kitchen table, and uh, Maddie had just you know gone to the restroom or something, left the room. So I'm like, oh, you know, let's, you know, it's cool here. We gotta, gotta keep it under wraps. But yeah. no, it was, it was a really, really cool experience. Just getting that yes from from both of them, and and then uh, so yeah, bought the ring, and then she was living over in Brentwood Forest at this time, and um, they had a little gazebo there. So I, um, it was September seventh, twenty eighteen, which is a, a day before her birthday. Mm. It's her birthday weekend. Mm. I had her um, her sister and brother-in-law come into town, and um, so they went to her place, picked her up that night. They got in that night, and uh, I had the ring and bottle of wine at the uh, at the gazebo waiting for her. And uh, my aunt was in town; she was uh, taking photos and everything for the the whole thing, and. Um, yeah, they drove her down to the gazebo, and I was waiting there for her and, and asked for her hand. And uh, I will never top that birthday gift, you know? So that's, that's, <laughs> that's so, true. Maybe, yeah. Hey, that comes back to that question. What's the best uh, birthday that gift? That does, you know, right, right. That's a great gift. Um, so. Yeah, it seems like nowadays capturing the engagement, like with the pictures and the videos and the whole drone footage, that has almost become like its own thing these days. Just, <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. The whole yeah. wedding thing, man, those those vendors make a lot of money, I'm sure. Yeah. It's... yeah. Um, so you get engaged, and mm-hmm. that's in, uh, did you say, 2018? 2018, okay. yep, September 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, take us up to uh, um, then the wedding. What's the wedding look like? Yeah, so we're on, we're on like the... Uh, you know, the joy ride of getting engaged and we're excited and, you know, first holiday as an engaged couple, right? Move into 
Thanksgiving time, and that Thanksgiving were we were actually in in St. Louis with my family, and uh, this is where things really got difficult for for us. Um, we get a phone call from her, her dad saying that her mom had just gone into the hospital, and um, she had to have a surgery, and um, you know they were saying she was in critical condition. And, um, she, she had been having like stomach pains, I guess. And, uh, um, so they brought her to the hospital and it was quite an, an alarm to, to, to Diane and Stu that, that she was in critical condition. They're like, where, like, where did this come from? Right. Yeah. And so total, total shock. And, um, so, you know we made that decision. We're going to, we're going to go to, to Iowa. And, uh, so I guess that was a Thursday into that weekend. She had that surgery. Was that Friday morning? I forget the days, but yeah. we, she had that surgery yeah. and, um, really hard to watch, you know, that, um, she was in a coma after that. And, uh, we're, we're by her bedside, you know, pretty much, that whole weekend and not great reports, right? Not, not good. I mean, we called the one doctor, Dr. Gloom because, mm. uh, yeah, Dr. Doom, I think. Yeah. Cause yeah. just every report that she was given was just, you know, not good news, but, uh, so how did Maddie handle all that since it was her mom? Yeah, it was, uh, it was difficult, but I think, um, this is where I get back to her family just the love support that, that they all have for one another. Yeah. And, uh, I really saw that on full display during that time. It's just like, there's a deep love in this family and I'm, I'm lucky to be a part of it yeah. and lucky to, to see it firsthand. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really hard and, uh, she ended up passing away. I guess it was that next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. November 27th and uh so we're coming on up on that anniversary you know here yeah, pretty soon and right. it's it's a difficult difficult thing it's something I don't fully understand so it's hard for me to to fully be there for for Maddie you know I can listen and but it's something I I you know until you lose a parent yeah. I don't think I'll understand what that feels like so it's it's kind of hard for me to to be yeah. there, all I can do is listen and, yeah. and love her well. And so how old was her mom when she passed? 57, so she was young. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So that's very, very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Young and and unexpected, right, at a, a very joyous time for the family, too. Like, we got engaged. Her sister, Bree, and her husband, Nate, they, uh, they were expecting at that time, too, mm-hmm. uh, their first daughter. Yeah. So just joyous mm-hmm. times and then... Boom! Like know. you know, devastation. It's uh, so. How'd you deal with that? Oh man, it was. I probably didn't deal with it the best. You know, um, are you I, the uh, type of person who's able to openly share what you're feeling going through, or do you have a tendency to kind of pack it in and yeah. know, stuff it away? And yeah, I, I tend to shut. I tend do. to shut down. Yeah, I tend to you know have that mentality of I need to be strong and I need to not show the emotion and do you have any friends that you can be open and honest about who can sense when stuff like that's going on and 
Yeah, I think uh, just having community group. Yeah. We have our our group that meets on yeah. Thursday nights. Yeah, they're any of those guys are they're always there for me to to listen and yeah. and they can they can kind of tell you know Zach yeah. Peters is one for sure. He's like, yeah. bro, what's going on? You know, like what's on your mind? So yeah, he's a good man. So. He is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So difficult season there. Um, I think I dealt with uh, just some some anger too um, with. The way that uh, I saw just the the struggles that Diane was going through, you know, some of the addictions that were in her life, um, it was it was hard to see. You know, I saw it. I was like, you know, these things are, and was, uh, alcohol was the the main thing. Yeah. And coming out of that phase for me of just like seeing the damage that it caused on on in my life, I just wanted to, you know, I was angry at the enemy, you know, looking back of just like shaming her, beating her down with, with all of his schemes and his, his lies. It was, uh, it was hard to watch. And, um, you know, just, I, I had some anger at the time cause I'm like, I, you know, I didn't see it coming by any means, but I'm like, man, if this keep going down that track, like, is she going to be here for the wedding? And then, and then that happens. And it was, uh, it was hard. And, so how'd your anger come out? How, how did it end up being expressed? Mm-hmm. Did it come out directly or indirectly maybe in events think, that seemed like they were totally unrelated? You'd find yourself venting anger. I think more indirectly. Yeah. And I think it kind of hindered me from love, I would say. Yeah. It hindered me from being there for Maddie during, yeah. you know. I mean, I was there for her, but I, maybe I wasn't right. as deep on a heart level yeah. as I, I could have been that disconnect of not understanding then having that anger on top of it. I probably wasn't the, wasn't the best, uh, you know, soon to be husband at the time for her, but you know, praise God, she stuck with me through that. So Amen. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh so stuff time. like that can either make you stronger or it can begin to take you down this long path of being divided, separated and, you know, the total collapse of a, a relationship at the end of it all. Um, how or where do you feel like that specific, um, very, very tough period in your life has impacted you and Maddie? Um, I would say it's definitely made us stronger, yeah. right? You you lose someone super close to you during yeah. the during that time of your life. It's like you said, it's either gonna break you or it's yeah. gonna it's gonna make you stronger and I think having her family, especially her dad, yeah. just like looking forward, like a forward focus, you know, honoring her mom and, yeah. and, but also having that forward focus of, Hey, I think she would, she would actually want us to like continue to strive to be better, to choose love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's who she was too. She, she loved the Lord and, you know, she dealt with some addictions like, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard, but I think she would, uh, she would want us to keep moving forward. And I think that's what collectively her family and then Maddie and I chose to do of like, Hey, let's, let's actually try to learn how to, to love each other better. And, and God began to, to move into our hearts and, you know, two years into marriage, looking back, it's like, you see where we started from with those, you know, maybe not being so loving towards each other, having those loving conversations to now we can be open and, and really get to that heart level of, you know, what's, 
what's the root of the problem, right? And what's yeah. what's on your heart, and then listening intently, and not you know not having to say something right away, just listening, and just being there versus like trying to fix the problem right away. And that's yeah. uh, so. Are you one of those type of guys who, when you hear a problem, you immediately would jump in and say, "Okay, let's." Let's oh, fix it. Let's get it off the table. And let's move on. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's how, how my my yeah. family is too. It's just I like think a lot of us are, especially as guys, we're like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's she's happy with uh, with how God's working on me to, to to sit back and listen. You know, what's that yeah. verse in James? It's like be slow to speak, quick to listen. Right. Yep, I think it's amen. James one nineteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, this was November of twenty nineteen. 2018. 2018, yeah. she passed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when did you two actually get married? We got married July of 2019. Okay. July 13th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the, the wedding. You're moving yeah. from uh, Maddie's mom passing away. Um, probably the low point in definitely Maddie's life. Um, mm-hmm. And then now you're trying to move to what should be like one of the happiest moments in your life. Tell me about that transition, that journey. Yeah, and I think to... To add to that, my sister and brother-in-law were getting married May um, 18th, mm. 2019. Mm. So the weddings were, were uh, they had their date set for a while. So um, this was a difficult conversation with, uh, with them as well because we hadn't set our date yet. We got engaged after them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for us, we wanted to get married right away. Mm-hmm. You know, we're... We had crossed the boundary of, you know, mm-hmm. having sex before marriage. Right. We had stopped that. And we've now we're fine. Now we're you know making that decision. Okay, we want to be together forever. Well, let's let's get married yeah. tomorrow, right? Yeah. So right. it was a uh, it was a difficult challenge with that too. Um, and I I don't think we honored them very well looking back. And so is there like an unwritten law where you're supposed to at least stay one month away from another relative or family's wedding? Pro- probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. And uh, it was a uh, it was a hard it was a hard time, you know. Oh my uh, gosh. I we probably had some blinders on of like we just want to get married right away. Definitely didn't honor them well. I mean, we had conversations with them and I don't think we approached that too well you know we kind of had we kind of came into those like oh our our way is the right way and and uh you know so but i think we used the wrong language we weren't we weren't loving and we didn't honor them well and and, you know praise god he's brought reconciliation to that to that relationship as well and very thankful for them but yeah to from that incident of having her mom pass away to the actual wedding I think it was exactly what Stu was saying of just that forward focus. I think that's what um, that's what we focused on. And yeah. you think of uh, I think of the story of was it Lot and his wife, and then you know the Lord tells him, "Don't, don't look turn, back, don't, don't look back. turn around." Right? right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and Lot's wife does. She turns into a pillar of salt. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of lessons to be learned from right. that. Yeah. And I think we kind of, we had that forward focus of, okay, let's focus on this amazing day. Yeah. You know, let's uh, figure out a way to honor her mom during the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, so how'd you do that? Yeah, so we had a, a seat for her up front. We had all the, uh, I think it was, was it all her family? Put a rose, or put a flower on her uh, on her seat. Mm-hmm. 
we uh, stopped at the base of the of the altar and kind of just had a silent moment of just the family. Uh, you know, Stu Stu talked, said a little prayer, and um, it was just a way to invite the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. to lead us and and to honor Diane and um, yeah, I think we're we're all looking forward to that day where we can be reunited yep. together. So it'll be here before you realize. I know You'll time moves quick. Yeah, you're uh, how old are you? Twenty seven, almost twenty eight. So you're just beginning the summer season of life. Mm-hmm. I'm already in the winter season of my life, and realistically, I can sense that the finish line is not that far down the the corridor. I can begin to sense that. So yeah, yeah before you know that, you're gonna blink. Yeah. yeah. You too, my friend, will be in the winter season of your life. Yeah. Any any advice? Looking um, back. Well, so first and foremost, I think um, it's what you've already alluded to, and I do want to dive into this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, for me, 15, 16 years ago was a turning point in my life. Um, I was at a bar called the Fox and Hound in Chesterfield. It's no oh, longer there. Yeah, we actually and, got dinner at that I guess it's Cyborgs now, but we were yeah, there last yeah. night. Yeah, was, um, back in 2006, watching the Cardinals make the push towards the World Series, and I was in the process of what I thought was getting ready to ask a, a girl out on a date. And it was one of those moments where I, right before I was getting ready to ask her out on a date, she turned to me and said, "You should think about checking out my church." And I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but it's like one of those moments in the movies where time freezes. And I just started rolling this invitation around in my head, rolling it over and over again. And the very next morning, I was in the top row of what used to, it's currently called the Hub. It was a main auditorium, listening to Greg preach and the worship band um, worship. And it felt like the Holy Spirit was taking lighter fluid and pouring it on this small, smoldering ember inside of me. I had no idea existed. Yeah. And from that point on, I was on fire. Praise but it God. didn't take until like six months later during a, the explorations class, class three or four, where they begin to talk about this idea that um, grace is this free gift from God. Mm-hmm. And I remember it's like the, the light bulb, like connecting dots. I remember thinking, you know, I want that. I, I want that. And so... It wasn't the traditional sinner's prayer, uh, but it was for me, that was my moment where I said, you know what, I want that free gift of grace that you're offering. And so for me, it's still been a messy journey, but that turning point moment in my life of accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior, and then now trying to be intentional about continuing to lean into what his plan and purpose is in my life, um, that's that would be the number one piece of advice or wisdom that I would share with anybody. It all starts first and foremost with, and our church does a good job of saying, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? Until you figure out what you're going to do with that relationship, everything else is secondary. Once you figure out that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, Son of God, and that you trust and believe that what he did on the cross is really what saves us, not any good deeds or anything like that, but you turn from your previous lifestyle and then accept this gift of grace, everything else in life begins to change for you. And so I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, like Scripture's home base for us, the Bible, in a world where right now it seems like 
what used to be good is bad, and what's bad now is good. And truth is um, relative in the world we live in now. When it comes to scripture, truth is absolute. Yeah. Um, which is why I like the fact that we can lean into, trust, and rely on Scripture. And then I also firmly believe in our prayer life, that the Holy Spirit does nudge us and prompt us in very real ways. And so it's important to have a, a time in, in every day where we spend time trying to listen to how God's nudging us and prompting us to, uh, to follow His His will, what it is that He wants us to do. Yeah. Um, and so it's not a perfect it's not a formula or anything like that so it's a relationship but yeah figure out what you're going to do with jesus christ first and foremost and then everything after that is secondary yeah amen that's good stuff and just i think just to bounce off that too yeah the you know everything else is secondary and it, it is all about what christ has done for us i think it's easy early on and it was easy for me early on in my walk to kind of get the order mixed up of like I was focused on doing good works and stuff versus oh, yeah. hey, yep. accepting Been what there. Christ has done yep. for you. You know, that's that's where the good works come from. Like, you know, in, right. in John fifteen, he's he's the true vine. You gotta be connected to him to yeah. bear the fruit. And it you know, it's taken me a while to realize that. It's like I bear no fruit apart from him. I can't do these good works on my own, but it's it's rooted in the relationship with Christ. Yeah, you That's mentioned it earlier, like your heart posture. We yeah. do things now out of an appreciation, a gratitude, a gratefulness, thanksgiving for what we've received. We didn't even earn it. It's just been given to us as a gift. So uh, so we begin to go and reflect that, right? We're made in yeah. God's image. We begin to share that going forward by the way we live our lives, by the actions, choices, decisions, and in the, the thought life that we have, the areas of our life where nobody can see other than God, you know, how am I really living my life? Am I really a man of integrity? You know, am I being the type of man that God wants me to be or not? So in all yeah. those areas, when you genuinely, truly turn your life over to Christ, it just begins to permeate all those areas of our life. Yeah. Um, so I did want to ask you in terms of, um, you are a Christ follower. Amen, yeah. How and when did that happen in your life? Yeah, um, so I can, I can point to a, to that specific moment at that dance festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's when I truly began. That's when I called out to God, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think in that moment, God sent his spirit, you know, um, or awakened his spirit within me, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, to just start leading me, drawing me to him. And, um, and that's what he began to do. He can, like I was talking about earlier, he began to convict me of, you know, things that need to be purified in my life. Um, and, um, you know, with the relationship, the drinking. And then, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the moment for me. And then yeah. I, I began reading his word. And I would say Ephesians Ephesians 2, uh, 8, I think you were alluding to it earlier, we're saved by grace through yeah. faith. And, Amen. And Romans ten nine. you know, if you profess that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the grave, you will be saved. Those two, those two scripture verses, they, those rocked my world too. And that was yeah. early on in my journey and began to see where salvation lies. And, and it's the, the finished work of, of Jesus on the cross. As um, he says, it is finished. Yeah. So when did you get baptized? 
So I was I was baptized as a baby mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church. Um, that was a that was a difficult decision to make as well because I don't want to discount, you know, what my parents did. Sure. Right. Right. I think uh, I'm thankful that they 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 did that for me. Um, but also, I wouldn't say I was a Christ follower during that time. Like I wasn't. I don't think I was a. I wasn't following Christ from baptism, Being an infant. infant baptism, right. to sure. when I felt like I was converted. Yeah, uh, by Christ. Um, you know, definitely don't want to get into the baptism theology because I I don't claim to know enough about it. Um, but for me personally, I was like. You know, I've had this transformation. God's made a new creation in me. He's changed my life. I wanna, I wanna declare publicly yeah, that I, mean, I, I'm with Him. Yeah. I uh, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, died on a cross for my sins, and He rose from the gra- from the grave on the third day. He's living, and so I wanted to make that declaration and make it known uh, publicly after I had uh, I had chosen Him for myself. So. Yeah. I did that. I guess that was the the June June before I got married. So June twenty nineteen. So would that have been at the crossing then? It was, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. we maybe pick you out in one of those videos then. It could be, yeah. yeah. Although I think I uh they had to do a separate time for me because I, I had some conflicts but then I wanted to to do it before the wedding, so they, they accommodated gotcha. my need and it was yeah. a smaller ceremony so gotcha. yeah. yeah but it was so it was awesome cool. yeah 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 um how about you because you you probably had a similar so i did it's is yeah. after uh the um the um explorations class which that finished probably a couple of months before the summer i made plans to get baptized that that following summer and i had my two facilitators for exploration be my water witnesses oh that's awesome yeah yeah it was um it's kind of the same thing it's um my mom wrestled she struggled with she couldn't understand how there if we didn't have a pope at our church how could it be like it and so i just had to be respectful of my mom with where she was at and um the the funny thing is we kind of actually had an altercation where my mom basically was taking like shots at my decision to get baptized and be um my my newfound faith in jesus christ um that i discovered while attending the crossing and what i felt the holy spirit saying to me throughout that entire like altercation with my mom is honor your mom and i couldn't stand it and so what i said to my mom is all right mom i'll tell you what I will attend church service with you once a month just to be honor and respectful of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I found that, that that changed like the whole like complexion of wow. the what she was wrestling, wrestling, struggling with. We had one other conversation about that where she wanted to start going off on um, my, you know, newfound passions and belief. And I very respectfully said, you know, Mom, if um, if we continue to have this conversation right now, I'm going to take you back home, and I'll come back in a month, and we'll start this all over again. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, she understood that that was the boundary that we couldn't cross anymore, mm-hmm. that my choice and decision to get baptized as an adult um, in no way was meant to denigrate 
what happened to me as a, a, a Catholic growing up, but it was my choice and my decision. And I think she respected that. And I also, when I went to Catholic service, even though it was still wrapped up in ritual and everything, I tried to then pay more attention to the scripture and mm-hmm. get more out of the scripture. And when it came time to worship, tried to worship the songs well. And um, I think I ended up honoring both God and my mom with that type of response. Because if it had just been me responded, I would have said, you know, chosen a much more disrespectful approach to it. So, sure. so thank God for those moments. Yeah. The Holy Spirit intervenes in life. That's what I'm talking about, like real time. When the Holy Spirit's nudging and prompting you to respond this way, when everything else in me, my sin nature, wants to respond the exact opposite way. So thank yeah. God that turned out the way it did. Yeah, amen. That's great. Um, That's awesome. So let's talk about, let's revisit today in your current season of life. Mm-hmm. What's most important to you in 2021? And what are you grateful for these days? We're getting ready to, we're approaching Thanksgiving, so I'm sure a lot of people yeah. are thinking about uh, grateful. What are you most grateful for these days? Yeah. And what's important to you? Yeah, I think I'll start with uh, what's important to me. You know, it's got to start with uh, my family, my wife, son, parents, in-laws. I mean, it's uh, it's easy to forget that not not everyone has that you know that deep of a relationship with with their family so i'm I'm, they're important to me i'm thankful for them um i'm thankful that god has trusted my wife and i with a son and now a daughter to to steward to him and and lead them and do the best we can with what we know you know and pour truth into them um a lot to be thankful for, you know, to have a job, yeah, amen, right? right? You know, have yeah. income to be able to have my wife stay home and, and be with the kids. What a blessing that is. It yeah. is. Yeah. You know, it's it's a decision we're making as a family, but, it, you know, we're uh, we're making some sacrifices to make it work. But it's I think it's going to be going to be well worth it. And, you know, thankful that Maddie wants to do that. And yeah. pour into them and, and show the love of Christ to them every day. I mean, you can't ask for much more. No, it's it's pretty can't. awesome. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Her job might be might be harder than my job, you know, staying yeah, home with right. them. So it's, well, it's uh, good that you recognize that and appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, that's awesome. Been able to have yeah. Maddie be a full-time stay-at-home mom. Um, what are the biggest challenges that you face in life today? It could be either health, relationship. Um, you're probably too young for retirement, but maybe you're thinking about retirement already. It could be spiritual. It could be your purpose in life. Um, yeah, this is a, this is what I'm kind of struggling with right now. It's, uh, it's job related, purpose related. Um, my wife, Maddie is very wise. She kind of called me out yesterday cause I'm, you know, I'm always looking for, you know, what's, what's the next job or what's the next this, you know, that, oh, that job pays more. I could go there and make more money, but it's like, you know, maybe the work, work life balance isn't as good. So I, she, she called me out yesterday and she's like, when is it ever going to be enough? You know, what dollar amount is ever going to be enough for you? And, it's a good uh, question. How'd yeah. you answer? 
I said, "You're right. You know, I need, I need to, be, I need to, I need to be content with." Uh, Always with, start every answer out first of all with "You're right." Yeah, it, it goes well. It. Yeah, yeah, it does go well. But she, in this case, she was right. You know, it's God has me here for a reason. Yeah. With this current job I'm at, I'm able to have coffee with with people in the morning. You know, talk scripture in the morning, and then yeah. go into work. Like oh, wow. whatever's. Yeah flexible you know convenient for me and and uh you know maybe i don't feel the the sense of purpose but um you know maybe that should be outside of work too of getting involved with uh, an organization or you know really serving and um and also doing that at work too but you know that's that's one of the struggles i'm i'm dealing with you know i, yeah. I feel tugs out sometimes of you know, is God calling me into ministry full time? Like, am I, do I need to go to seminary, get a, get a degree? And, you know, but, um, you know, it's, it's something I'm wrestling with. I'm trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and, yeah. and lead me. And yeah. Well, I feel like God is calling all of us into ministry full time. Yeah. It just may not be as a pastor or a, a counselor. It may be as a, like for me, for example, it's a software engineer. Mm-hmm. Or me as a brother, or me as a dad, or as a grandpa. But yes, I firmly believe that, um, and I, I don't feel like I'm really all that uh, evangelical in terms of like being able to, you know, preach the gospel. Um, I can't remember which saint it was who said it, uh, but he said, preach the gospel, and when absolutely necessary, use words. Mm-hmm. So definitely, by the way, I live my life, I better be representing the fact that Jesus Christ really is who I say that I worship in my life. Uh, and the thing I love about kids is that they can smell a phony, whether it's a youth group, oh, yeah. whether it's in quarter life, whether it's your own kids. They can tell whether you're preaching one game and living another. And so um, I think over the past 10, 15 years, I'd say that two of the people who have probably seen the biggest transformation in my life have been my two kids, mm-hmm. which... Um, how much better can that be, right? Yeah. Then when your kids can see that there's been a significant change in your life. Um, so, yeah. So I think we are called into full-time ministry. It's just a matter of how and where. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, again, you're kind of young, but have you ever thought about legacy? Do you know what you want your legacy to be? Or have you thought that far down the road? It's a good question. Um as far as legacy, yeah, I think what I envision for that is is me and Maddie, mm-hmm. Maddie and I, you know, living a life that reflects Christ, mm-hmm. pouring truth into Josiah, yep, into our our baby girl as yep. well when she's here, and then having, you know, pouring that into them, surrounding them with people who are who love Christ as well, and. uh and then them eventually, you know, Josiah finding a wife who's chasing after the Lord, you know, hopefully we'll raise him in a way that he's looking for that in a woman. And, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll see Maddie and be like, oh, you know, these characteristics I see in mom, they're amazing, yeah. right? And looking for those in, in his wife. And that's where I see the legacy being of guestlings who follow Christ, who you know, from generation to generation, it's, you know, Josiah, 
our baby girl and and uh yeah so that's kind of what i envisioned for that it's just yeah the gasling name people yep. people look at that and they're like oh yeah those are Christ followers. Those yeah. those people love the Lord. Yep. So not from, necessarily about me, but just you for know. many generations, the yeah. things have been Christ followers. That'd be a great legacy. Yeah. Um, is there anybody in life that you still need to forgive? Hmm. That's a deep question. I feel like I went through this period like when I was first coming to Christ of like, and a lot of it was like me needing to reach out to other people saying, Hey, I'm really sorry for the pain I've caused you, you know? And so I definitely had a season in there where the Holy spirit was really convicting me of, Hey, you've actually really hurt some of these people and you need to reach back out to them and, and, uh, and apologize. And um, did you have the courage to do that? I did. Yeah. I mean, one, for instance, like was the ex-girlfriend, yeah. you know, right. I'm not going to meet up with her and, right. and talk to her, but I, you know, I did send her a text and I, you know, apologize saying, you know, I'm really sorry for the way I treated you and, and, uh, wish you nothing but the best. Right. Yeah. And so it, it looks different for, for different yeah, people in different right. circumstances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as me forgiving, someone i don't i don't know i don't feel like i'm holding on to anything yeah which is good i've heard some guys similar to what you're saying it's guys who have made enough major mistakes in life that the person that they need to forgive is themselves Mm. so deep down inside they're still um they can't true they can't believe in a way where like the fact that you know god doesn't hold anything against us once we return to him ask for forgiveness um, but they're still having a tough time themselves, at least living that out on a regular basis, that they've been really forgiven and that they're loved as crazy wild loved by God that he loves us. Even I, I mean, I don't I don't comprehend that with my little yeah. bitty pea-shaped man, <laughs> that God loves us unconditionally. And if we'd been the only person here on earth that would have accepted the gift of salvation, he still would have taken on flesh and died mm-hmm. on the cross for us. To me, that makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. I like the way they... Explain it during um, uh, explorations. It's atrocious math, right? Just makes no sense. It's not logical, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I have had several guys before who said it's themselves that they wrestle mm. the most with. That's a good point. I mean, there's there is shame still, right? You know, it's uh, right. or the enemy tries to sh- to shame me still. Of, oh, remember remember the time when you did that? And, Absolutely. And so yeah, I think the enemy is always trying to you know make me think about the the bad times. Yeah. And, if the enemy can get us to live in shame and guilt and recoil, um, that's the exact opposite of how God wants us to love it, um, to live as yeah. Christ following men. Because um, we're in a world these days where evil is just very apparent to me right now. And we're called to be right on the hill, you know, salt of the earth. And we're not put in this time or on this earth by accident god has us here exactly for a purpose and a reason and it's to be that light that people need to see light of hope and it's to be the salt in the midst of all the craziness that's going on in the world these days and so if we're recoiling and shrinking back because of guilt and shame or embarrassment or somebody's going to say well who are you you know to say such and such well um we're nobody but 
the, the God that we serve certainly is, and it's the hope that comes from Jesus Christ that hopefully we're able to share with others. That's good. So as we begin to kind of wind things down here, what's on your bucket list of things that you have to accomplish, see, or explore sometime within your lifetime? It can either be a trip, be something relational, a conquest, maybe a charity, something you want to prove to yourself. Um, maybe you and Maddie want to have six, seven kids before it's all said and done. Right? She might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say for me, and I think Maddie as well, um, going to Israel. Mm. Mm. Um, we're actually, it's pretty cool. Our, uh, her sister, Bree, and Nate, her husband, uh, they actually lived over in Israel for five years and then wow. then COVID hit. So they, they actually took the last uh, plane out of Israel. Wow. So wow. they're, they're hoping to make it back there and, and do mission work over there, um, do ministry. So, uh, what would, you, what would you hope to do if you went to Israel? I think just to, uh, just to see the sights, yeah. you know, just to be in that place of where Jesus lived, lived his life. It's like, yeah. oh man, our Lord was, was right here. And, yeah. and, uh, obviously he's been all over the world cause he created it all, right. but, but yes. I think living his, right. his Physically, uh, physical his, yeah. life of just walking in his footsteps and, just uh I don't I feel like for me it would bring the Bible even more yeah. to life right. not that the Bible needs that but it's like for me uh you know it would help my visual yeah. uh, you know my memory and and uh yeah I, I think that would be very cool to, to yeah. experience that yeah I agree now I'd love to check out Israel one of these days yeah um, okay again so final thoughts what sort of advice or encouragement? would you have for others in a similar season of life or someone maybe who's experienced some of the same challenges that you've faced in life? That's a good question. I think I would bounce off of your last idea of for, like letting God forgive you and then Amen. forgiving yourself of, you know, I'm not a perfect person by any means. I've made many, many mistakes and I'm sure everyone else has as oh, well. Absolutely. Maybe different mistakes, right. but when we when we turn to Jesus and and we allow Him into our our hearts and allow Him to to rule our lives, He's brought that forgiveness, so we can we can live in Him now, Him in us, and and, and us in Him. And um, yeah, I, I would just remember the order of things, you know. Remember what Jesus has done. It's all about what he's done, being connected to him, and then from his love, that's when we can make a difference. That's when we can live differently than than the social norms, you know, and we can really show his love to others. Because if yeah. we're not connected to him, we're not really going to make a, right. a difference, you know. So I would encourage people just to remember the uh, remember the order of things, like Christ loved us okay he loved us first and then we love out of his love and and uh that's that's the big thing that i always try to remind myself of. right let's be connected to him yeah. um i love when the pharisee asked jesus um so if i were to boil scripture down to like the, the one or two top things jesus says okay love god with your whole heart soul mind and strength 
-hmm. and then love your neighbor as yourself. So if you can just focus on those two, quote unquote, I'm doing like air quotes here, simple (laughs) commands, um, then uh, you got it made right. And so I think about that when I go to bed, Um, loving God with my whole heart. What did that look like today? Um, And did I do a good job with it? And am I growing in like my, my passion? Because I, I know like I can think of like early on when I was like a newborn Christ follower, I mean, I was so cute with my passion for Christ. I was, back then we had CDs, right? I'd get these CDs and I'd start giving them out to my friends. I'd say, oh my gosh, this message is so incredible. You got to listen to it. And then I feel like it's, as I matured, I begin to kind of plateau out. And uh, I think that does happen where we mature, but I don't ever want my passion for the fact that um, the creator of the universe actually wants to have like a one-on-one personal that should blow my mind every day absolutely um so i try to keep going back to that and um yeah and then loving my neighbor and then loving myself um wise words i think the simplicity of that you know obviously it's simple terms but i think just focusing on loving god loving people yeah yeah. that's yeah that's, that's awesome that's that's good stuff. Keep it simple. Yep. So here's your final question. Okay. What would you like to say to either the person or the people that you love the most in life? Man, I would just say that I'm so appreciative of my family, friends, you know, that they, they're they with me through everything. They are there for me. They listen you know, when I'm struggling, they're there for me when I'm hurting. And uh, just having a support system, kind of like we've been talking about, it's it's huge. You know, it, it picks you back up. Like my family, friends pick me back up when I'm, when I'm down. And, you know, if I didn't have that, who's to say where I'd be or where I'd be going. So eternally grateful for family, friends. Um, yeah, I just... I think it'll it'll make even more sense when we're when we're all together in in heaven someday. But yeah, eternally grateful for for all of my family and friends. Yeah, yeah. So I lied. I want to ask you one more question. You okay. uh, alluded to this, referred to it several times, and that is kind of like this small group that you're a part of. Tell me about the importance of uh, a small group and kind of what it does for you and the other members who are part of a small group, and why would somebody like you're in a busy season of life right now. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to carve time out of your busy schedule to make time for a small group like this? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's very important. You know, I've heard heard it said before. You know, you become more like the your inner circle, like mm-hmm. those. Uh, I've heard you know the five closest friends mm-hmm. or whatever. You're kind of a a, a portion of you take on yeah. traits yep. of all Amen. of them. So surrounding yourself with Christ followers and and having them, uh, you know, seeking truth together, going through the Bible together, keep, you know, renewing your mind every week in scripture. And, you know, you gotta have that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's so important. You know, I could, I could let the busyness let me drift away, but then it's like, I don't have, I'm not going to have that foundation of people to, to fall back on and hold me accountable when, Say yep. I'm say I'm not walking in step with the Lord. Hey, I got a, I got a group of friends that are gonna be like, Jake, what are you doing? You know, like, let's let's come back over here and let's 
let's remember yeah. who we're living for and, and what we're living for. So, yeah, we really do need a group of, and again, it's a lot of times it may only be a couple guys or a couple of people in our life, but who can truly speak truth to us in love where we may not necessarily appreciate it at the time we're here, but we know that these people love us unconditionally. And no matter what they're saying to us, it's, it's, they're trying to speak truth to us in love. It's, I think it's transformational having people like that in our life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing your story with me and our listeners today. I think it's been great. To all of our listeners in Podville, I appreciate each and every one of you. To a very special friend of mine, I love you dearly. And until we meet again, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Real Friends.